Now, I'm not sure if any of you remember this, but No Disclosure first started off on YouTube. And that was before I really knew anything about podcast hosting <laughs> and the companies that did it and how to get your stuff, you know, hosted, what an RSS feed was. I mean, I knew nothing. All I knew was that uh, all I knew was YouTube. And, um, you know, you could post uh, long form audio content on there as long as there was some kind of video attached to it. Well, keeping my workload light, I. Uh, Sent, uh, I put the podcast to a static image, which, uh, yeah, it, that's still kind of a taboo thing on YouTube. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, this is a <laughs> this is a video format. You know, YouTube is for video, all that crap. And it, it is still kind of a taboo thing. But no disclosure developed a little bit of a following on YouTube. And then, oh, man, I think we were... We were almost a year into no disclosure by the time I found out about Anchor, you know, and stuff like that. So um, I had a couple of things going on on YouTube uh, aside from no disclosure. And one of those was a little kind of mini show called Strange Places, if you guys remember. Didn't last very long. Had about five, five episodes to it. And it was one of those, uh, I know, grab your torches and pitchforks. <laughs> it was one of those, you know, not only it was, it was a slideshow with a computer voice kind of thing. You've seen them. <laughs> the computer voice I had was pretty good. One of the better ones out there, but it was still computer voice. And I would type out the script myself and, you know, it was nothing I copied and pasted from Wikipedia or whatever, you know, like some of these. And, um, yeah, it was okay. Did kind of well. Nothing took off like No Disclosure did. So, you know, I'm always thinking of ways to... I, I don't want to make No Disclosure a variety show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want it to keep the, you know, off with off-topic segment, that's cool. That, it seems to fit. But, um, you know, I have asked people about kind of mixing up the format and not making it variety showy, you know, but sticking to the, the theme of what no disclosure is weird, wacky, strange. And, um, you know, seeing what I could do with the format there and strange places came up again. So what it was, it was a show about odd places, weird happenings, places that, are debatably paranormal, you know, just places that are unexplained, strange, creepy. And uh, that came up again when I asked, you know, people are like, should we introduce another segment to no disclosure? I'm always trying things. I'm always experimenting. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I said, you know, maybe something a little bit more subdued <laughs> where I'm not shouting and screaming for 40 minutes. I mean, that gets... Uh, like it's a little tiring on the old vocal berries, you know. Uh, something to where I could still be myself and maybe make a little cheeky comment here and there. But, um, you know, sticking with the weird and wacky and stuff and strange places came up again. And um, I thought it'd be cool maybe to reintroduce that. So uh, consider this one of my weird little experiments that I do from time to time. And I'm going to 
See, the, the first episode of Strange Places was I covered the Baltic Sea Anomaly. So let's consider this like a pilot episode, a repilot <laughs> of Strange Places. Now, let's get some feedback going on this one. Let me know what you think. And uh, if you like my more subdued, <laughs> subtle approach. Uh, or, you know, if this is something that you like listening to on No Disclosure. The creepy, weird, paranormal stuff. Or if this should be something on its own. Uh, for some reason, I really think it kind of fit in the banner of No Disclosure. Me personally. If you don't think so, let me know. Let's get some feedback on this thing. So, in following with the uh, original show... I thought we would start with the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Now, what the Baltic Sea Anomaly is, it refers to uh, interpretations of an indistinct sonar image taken by a guy named Peter Lindbergh, Dennis Aberg. See, I still can't pronounce names. You're still going to get that with this show, too, <laughs> or this segment. Basically, they're the Ocean X diving team. Um, they were treasure hunting off the floor of the northern Baltic Sea at the center of the Gulf of Bothnia, Bothnia. In June of 2011, the team suggested that the sonar image they took showed an object with unusual features of seemingly non-natural origin, uh, prompting a lot of speculation published in tabloid newspapers among uh, here and there some legit news sources. Not saying you tabloids aren't legit, but it received very little mainstream news coverage. And uh, if you're not aware of the Baltic Sea Anomaly... The coverage on that was mostly only reserved for the top 10 weird, you know, YouTube videos and <laughs> more obscure kind of media. It's a, it's a really odd thing. And uh, it, it, I want you to go do a Google image search sometime. Look up the Baltic Sea Anomaly. It's really bizarre formation at the bottom of the Baltic Sea. A sonar image taken by OceanX. It straight up looks it, lo <laughs> it looks like a ufo it's it's a really weird uh, anomalous thing down at the bottom of the freaking baltic sea a census of experts however because we're going to look at both sides of this and how i always did it on strange places what at was at the end i'll tell you kind of what my personal opinion is but uh you know we we look at both ends of it this isn't going to be like the History Channel, where no matter how crazy or wacky or kooky the story is, I just automatically believe it because I'm the History Channel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bigfoot is coming down from, you know, the planet Venus and taking out people's brains and replacing them with, uh, you know, microchips. And yeah, yeah. That <laughs> History Channel's like that, really. They believe everything. Um, so the consensus of experts and scientists say that the image most likely shows a natural geological formation so the swedish-based ocean x team they are kind of self-proclaimed treasure hunters and salvage operators they specialize in underwater searches for sunken um <laughs> you know like historical artifacts and stuff according to the team they returned from an expedition in the baltic sea between sweden and finland with a interesting sonar image while searching for an old shipwreck uh, back in 2011 they claim the image shows a 200-foot in diameter circular object which features uh, ramps, stairways, a dome, and other structures not produced by nature. The group went back, actually, the following year 
intending to get a clearer image, but claimed mysterious electrical interference prevented them from doing so. Now, following a story published by the UK tabloid, the Daily Mail in 2012, a number of uh, illustrations resembling underwater photos or high-resolution scans circulated with rumors that this could be a UFO, a portal into another world, or some kind of underwater Stonehenge. It's, it's, a, bizarre, it's a bizarre image. It's really weird looking. Now, yeah, it, what, it, this gets interesting. Samples of stone allegedly recovered at the site by Ocean X were given to an associate professor of uh, geology at Stockholm University, I believe. Uh, I'm going to check my notes here. Yeah, Stockholm. The analysis indicated that most are granites and sandstones. Among the samples, though, was a single loose piece of uh, basaltic rock, volcanic rock, which is really out of place on the seafloor in that area, but not entirely unusual. Because the whole northern Baltic region is so heavily influenced by glacial thawing processes, the feature and rock samples are likely to have formed in connection with glacial and post-glacial processes. So what that means is the rocks were transported there by glaciers. Uh, now, we're getting into chemical composition of the samples provided resembled that of nodules are not uncommon in seabeds. And that the materials found, including limonite, geothite, can be formed by nature itself. We know this. Now, the single sonar image provided by OceanX has its share of criticism. Um, a lot of people say it can't be trusted because several distortions render it virtually useless for identifying an undersea formation. Of which I disagree. I think it's one of the clearest sonar images I've ever seen. But, anyway... MSNBC report, so this is one of the mainstream places that took a look at it, they speculated that interpretations of the image as a UFO are likely the result of graphic outlines intended to suggest the fictional spaceship, the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> drawn onto the sonar image by tabloid, tabloid newspapers. This was actually determined to be false. This was entirely debunked. The sonar image was not photoshopped or drawn over. This thing just happens to kind of look like the Millennium Falcon. This was not touched up by the tabloids at the time. There were some tabloids that did it, but the original sonar image was confirmed to be the sonar image. Some scientists, they say that the image was more than likely of a rock outcrop, sediment dropped from fishing trawler or even a school of fish, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I'll tell you why. He, a lot of people char characterize this as curious and fun, but much ado about nothing. Now, marine, and once we get into marine archaeologists, their general consensus is it's a natural geological formation. It can't be ruled out. Uh, the finding looks weird since it's completely circular, contains things like domes, stairs, and archways. But nature has produced, produced weirder stuff than that. And we'll get to that in a second, too. I, I, got, I got my hat to throw in on that one. This... A lot of people are saying it's some sort of sandstone, but we've only seen the media images, and we do need more material before making any like you know official statements. That's all we have is just the one image. Um, yeah, the, the weird thing is, there's a runway formation under the anomaly, as part of a larger group of similar oriented mounds, which occur at the bottom of the 
Bothnian Sea, right around the Baltic Sea anomaly. This is a runway, which they also say is a natural rock formation formed by glacial action. So that's why people are saying this thing looks like a UFO, because there's this huge natural flat kind of runway, which makes the thing look like it's skidded, you know, on the ocean floor and came to rest at a spot like it uh, left a impression behind like as if something had crashed. There is a plan I actually uh, read while I was doing research for this. There are plans to take tourists in a submarine to visit the damn thing. Uh, wherever people make extraordinary claims, I think, it's always a good idea to consider for a moment whether they're personally benefiting from the claim or if it's a truly objective observation. But anyway, you know, it, yeah, peas and carrots, apples and oranges. But yeah, yeah I, that's kind of interesting to me. Um, it would have been simple to break off a piece and have it geologically tested. But test results showing it was simply rock wouldn't have benefited anybody. But, you know, a tourist trap is a tourist trap. See, this is, uh, that's basically the gist of it, the Baltic Sea anomaly. There's this circular thing at the bottom of the sea, which just so happens to be on top of a natural kind of runway. So if you want my take on the Baltic Sea anomaly, this is why I find it odd. Now... Do I believe the Baltic Sea anomaly is uh, anything supernatural or paranormal? Not necessarily, but there is something that raises a major eyebrow, and I'll tell you why. See, a lot of people say, I hate the old saying that nature does not produce straight lines. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> there are straight lines everywhere in nature. Uh, they are rare. But they do occur. And, you know, you hear a lot of people say as well, nature does not create things that look like like the Baltic Sea anomaly has stairs or stair-like structures. That's also a freaking lie. Nature, it's rare, but there are formations, natural rock formations that look like fucking stairs. There's another thing. Nature does not create long kind of completely flat runways, which is also a lie. <laughs> if you even look at the sailing rocks in, in Death Valley, those ru little runways they make, although small, a lot of them are perfectly flat and perfectly straight until the rocks decide that they want to curve. Another thing that we can't just, you know, figure out how the hell that happens, but that's just one of many examples. There are many natural runways on earth. Again, rare, but it happens. Domed structures. Now, because of the sonar image, we can't... See, I'm kind of ruling out what OceanX is saying about their first-hand accounts. Um, because, uh, in my opinion, the lowest... <laughs> or the lowest form of evidence, in my opinion, is eyewitness evidence. Because so many things can alter the things that your brain remembers. It's a very fickle instrument that you're using. A lot of things can mess with those memories and alter those memories. There are, 
you know, just watch one episode of freaking Minefield <laughs> hosted by Vsauce. And you'll see just how much the human mind can be tampered with, with even the smallest amount of stimuli there. I think that eyewitness testimony is a, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty loose piece of evidence. And I think that only should be examined as a last resort because so many things can alter that. So many outside things can mess with that testimony. You see what I'm saying? I think it's, you need something a little bit more solid than that when it comes to stuff like this. Now, I'm not going to take anything that Ocean X said as far as eyewitness. So we're going to look at the domed structure on top of the Baltic Sea anomaly. Now, all we have is the sonar image. So we can't really tell if that is a domed structure or a cratered structure. It's in a perfect circle, by the way. So I'm going to say that this is a concave thing on top of the Baltic Sea anomaly, which nature also produces. Perfect circle? Yes, actually. Nature does do that. Nature does do dome structures, but let's just take out the, you know, let's just look at the rarity of, of that. Nature does create them. They are here and there. But let me post to you something very interesting that I don't think anybody has asked about the Baltic Sea anomaly that I think I don't think anybody's brought up. These rare but natural formations, okay, stair-looking formations, natural, completely flat runways, domed, perfectly circular structures, smooth, almost carved-looking rock, things that look like kind of archways, and generally designed-looking things, <laughs> like the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Taking into consideration that nature does create things like this, although they're rare, this is why I think the Baltic Sea Anomaly is very strange, <laughs> bizarre in fact, that there are places in nature that create these things here and there, but the cool thing, you know, what's interesting about the Baltic Sea Anomaly is that they're all there in one spot. The stair structure, the runway, the domed structure, the perfect circles, the straight lines, all those things together are in one spot in one area on one mysterious looking piece of stone. Now, what are the odds of that? That's got to be astronomical. Impossible? I wouldn't go that far, but astronomical. Nature's winning lottery ticket. Do I think that the Baltic Sea Anomaly is a crashed UFO? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I mean, if, uh, see the, the electrical interference, stuff like that. It, do I believe in UFOs? Yes. Do I believe in aliens? In, in a sense, yes. I don't think they are what popular culture says they are. UFOs, same thing. I'm not going to get 100% into that. But do I believe in them at the end of the day? Yes. I think the evidence is overwhelming. And with a lot of these UFO reports and sightings and stuff like that, there often incurs electrical interference of some kind. Cars getting shut down, watches not working, cell phones going out, cameras going out, 
weird um, artifacts in video and photographs and stuff like that. That's a known thing with UFO sightings, UFO abductions, close encounters, stuff like that. But with the Baltic Sea anomaly, all we have is what the Ocean X team said. <laughs> and keep in mind, this is the same team that's trying to set up a the Baltic Sea anomaly is kind of a submarine tourist attraction. Keep that in mind too. So I'm going to eliminate all the hearsay and we're just going to deal with what we can see, what we can touch, what we can feel. What we do know for a fact is that all these strange and rare things in nature are all occurring together in one spot, which like I said, nature's winning lottery ticket. The chances of that are astronomical. Do I think it's a UFO? No. If it was the electrical interference, if we could get that proof beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would probably say something different. I would say it's some kind of uh, fossilized ancient craft, you know, that perhaps crashed at, at, at that spot. What do I think it is? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's a UFO. But on the other hand, it's a really, really strange thing. And the Baltic Sea Anomaly, we couldn't have thought up a better name for it. There's things that are working against it, you know, with it being paranormal. There's a lot of hearsay there. There's a lot of uh, eyewitnessy things there. There's a lot of stories. And the only real evidence that we have are the pieces off of it and the sonar image. I'm not saying that Ocean X isn't trustworthy. They've done some great things. They've done some awesome expeditions that yielded some amazing results. But uh, you know, I'm not saying they're not trustworthy. I'm just saying that when it comes to stuff like this, there needs to be evidence that's a little bit more concrete. I think it's just one of those mysterious things, one of those mysterious places that unless we send some kind of submersible into the thing, which yes, it does have an interior, there are passageways that go inside this thing. Ironically, one of which is right at the top of the quote-unquote staircase. There's just too many rare... Ugh, natural <laughs> occurrences happening in one spot for me to just write it off. I, do I think it's a natural formation? Absolutely not. I do think there is something very artificial about the Baltic Sea anomaly. I don't really buy the UFO thing. I, don't, I just don't think there's enough there to make that conclusion. But I do think that there is something very artificial about the Baltic Sea anomaly. It's a weird thing. And I wish I could say I had a theory about it, but every theory I come up with just doesn't measure up with the small, tiny bits of evidence that we have. I think unless somebody flies into the thing, flies, <laughs> unless somebody sails something into the thing, and let me reiterate that, it does have an interior, we're never going to know. And it may be just one of those things that remains a mystery forever. It's, uh, yeah, it's really odd. And it's something that I think you should look into. 
It's really interesting to read about, develop your own opinion. So I want you to reach out to me. Not only tell me about this little segment here and let me know if this is something that works for No Disclosure, if this is something that you'd like to hear every once in a while. This won't be a crazy regular thing. I'm not going to replace any episodes of No Disclosure. Basically, if I want to make a Strange Places, uh, they'll come out kind of like the bonus episodes, just pretty much whenever I feel like it. So No Disclosure is not going to change, you know, in the grand scheme. But I think this would be fun. I want to look at weird, odd places, strange happenings, stuff like that. It, I don't know, it seems to fit in No Disclosure because we have done stories on, you know, bizarre stuff like this. But also, uh, I want you to go on, a, a, you know, like the usual spiel, go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. And go to the top of the page, No Disclosure Podcast. Click on the image, go to the No Disclosure, you know, it'll redirect you to the No Disclosure site and fill out the form on there. Let me know what you think the Baltic Sea Anomaly is. Let's get some feedback. Also, if you want to consider supporting the No Disclosure podcast, go to Asylum, you know, just, <laughs> I don't want to point you to a thousand different websites. Just go to Asylum817.com, click the No Disclosure stuff up top, and all of the social media links are there. The link to the Patreon account is there. And uh, yeah, consider supporting the show. Shout out to the patrons, the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Kristen, Donald, David, Michelle. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for supporting the show and thank all of you for listening. Uh, yeah, this is just one of my crazy ideas I'm throwing up against the wall. I love, <clears throat> yeah, we're still going to get that. <laughs> I love creepy places and paranormal stuff and odd happenings and stuff like that. If it involves cryptids or ghosts or UFOs, stuff like that. I know you dig that kind of stuff too. Don't say you don't. The paranormal, the supernatural, or the supposed paranormal and supernatural, I see that as the chewy center of our intellectual chocolate. It's the guilty pleasure. We all say, yeah, not all of us want to say we dig. It's like the, it's the, it's the coconut chocolate in the Russell Stover. You don't want to tell anybody, you, but you really do like it. You say you don't, but you do. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think of this segment, Strange Places. And if you dig it, we'll make it a semi-regular thing. All right, guys, I'll catch you later. I love you all. And be fancy. See, we, we still do that. <laughs>